You're transitioning into a new quarterback, okay? And right now, I get worried about his confidence because I've seen this happen to other quarterbacks right now. Take the ball out of his hands. Don't ask him to do as much as you're asking him to do. I know we have these receivers and everything else. It's not about the receivers. Oh. It's about a philosophy on offense that says, listen, what's the best part of your team? It's going to be your defensive side, but that gets worn down after a period of time. There's no margin of error there. You have to somehow shorten the game no doubt. with this quarterback, and it goes back to running the ball. I'd put him back under center. Don't subject him to being back there and getting sacked six times today. Necessary a good defense. I get it. But you're right. The Saints are no... That's a good defense, too. Yes. They're fine this weekend and week out. So, I, I just... I, I, again, the Saints from the beginning, you're, you're two and six. Understand it's a period of transition. Yeah. What's in the best interest to develop this quarterback, who's your quarterback of the future, yeah. without destroying his confidence? Yeah. And now, time to get in the huddle. With your host, Charles Prodgerichi, here on the Mass Steel Podcast. Hey, you blink, I'll cut your eyelids off. Don't you blink. Let's go. You get where you feel like you can rush the quarterback. You understand? Rush the quarterback. Do you have room in the trophy for another one there? You got six of them. Now you're the winningest franchise in NFL history. We'll make room. The Mass Steel Podcast is we are in show blitz right now for the Steelers versus Saints uh, pregame show as it'll be uh, kicked off uh, tomorrow at noon at Acrisure uh, Stadium. Boy, still got to get used to saying that name right there, but uh, here we are right now. The Steelers will be looking uh, to try and turn things around and try and dig themselves out of a hole they haven't been to in a long time, two and six. It's been nine years uh, since then, uh, which would be Mike Tomlin's uh, biggest test to date and see what they could do. Uh, they'll have to go seven and two the rest of the way to avoid, for him to avoid having another non-losing season. Not only that, but just to stay competitive, hopefully for a playoff spot, uh, which I highly doubt at this point right now. Uh, definitely, clearly, things have been uh, slipping away right now. As uh, we look at in the AFC right now, the Steelers are the 15th worst team in uh, the conference. As we take a look at everything, uh, right now they trail the Char- LA Chargers by only three games. Three games. And it may not sound... Uh, that very exciting, but considering where they're at, three games are still very makeable. Uh, they got TJ Watt, who has been activated tomorrow's game. Say what? He is back. Yes, sir. Uh, let's see if they kickstart uh, this uh, this winning uh, tomorrow right now. There's going to definitely be some tough sledding along uh, the way coming up here. Uh, definitely got a lot to be excited for right now with him coming back. But it'll be uh, comes with a price. As uh, we look at this month in uh, November, uh, two other three games will be at home at Acrisure uh, Stadium. Uh, thanks in large part to the bye they had uh, last week. So it was week number 10. Uh, like I said, Steelers will definitely have their work cut out for them. Good evening once again. I'm Charles Project Richie. You guys can follow me on Twitter at MetalSteelCGR and on Instagram at Nation. 
So let's get into the opening drive and roster updates here. It was uh, confirmed on uh, yesterday at noon uh, that and uh, by Josh Roundtree, he tweeted out and of course uh, announced on nine three seven the fan. I'm glad to be back. Uh, Watt said. Uh, he also said he won't be on the pitch clock. He also confirmed that he missed practice on Thursday, but it was just a vet maintenance day. I got to spend a little time with Cam, Watt joked. Also, too, Chris Boswell, according to Josh Roundtree, on Thursday has been placed on IR and will have to miss uh, four games. Remember, this groin injury popped up uh, a couple weeks ago when they were getting ready to play the Eagles, for which he was rolled out of. And uh, here we go. Uh, also, safety, DeMonte Kazi got activated. But Price said on Tuesday afternoon, earlier in the week, after 3 Eastern, that the Steelers released Nick Skiba from the practice squad, making it likely for Chris Boswell to be back. But, of course, we found out the next day that uh, he was placed on IR. On uh, Wednesday morning, a little after 10 a.m. Eastern, Ian Rapport of NFL Network reported the Steelers did sign Matthew Wright to the 53-man roster from the Chiefs practice squad, meaning he has to be on the roster for three games. Boswell's dealing with a groin injury. Uh, like I said, dating back to number fifth of the day before the Eagles game. Uh, Ray Phillip Paul know that Matthew Wright says he's comfortable with the Steelers because he knows so many of the face from the last time he was here in 2020. And just to give you an idea what Matthew Wright is all about here, uh, coming in for a really important uh, kicking situation right now, uh, who's trying to make some impact. Uh, hopefully we could see what they could do here uh, for the time being uh, going into this game uh, for tomorrow, trying to get the scene going in the right direction. And uh, like I said, we know it's not going to be uh, easy uh, sledding the rest of the way here. I mean, they definitely got their work uh, cut out. Uh, but Matthew Wright, uh, for the most part, in his uh, NFL career, as we get ready to pull this up here in just a second, it's definitely going to be some interesting uh, kicking duty right now, uh, for the most part. Uh, in his uh, career right now, uh, he is a career uh, 28 of 32 for about 88% of field goals he's uh, made, uh, which also includes going 28 of 30 and extra point attempts. Uh, his longest he's kicked in his career uh, was this year, we had a 59-yard uh, field goal attempt, uh, which he uh, made uh, this uh, year. And uh, that 59-yard, I'm trying to see where it came in at uh, for uh, Matthew right here as he uh, comes into it. But anyway, uh, yeah, he's here right now uh, trying to, like, uh, Filling for a guy, Boswell, who's been the Steelers' clutch kicker, to say the least. Uh, as far as, like, kicking from 50 yards or more, he has 5 of 7 and also 6 of 8, anywhere between 40 to 49 yards, 6 of 8, and a perfect 9 for 9 and 8 for 8, anywhere between 20 to 39 yards. So just give you an idea. So we'll see how much he can come into effect uh, for tomorrow, uh, this game right here. Like I said, he's definitely be uh, needed on some kicking duty here. No doubt about it. 
uh, trying to help uh, the special teams right now, especially on offense that is struggling uh, mightily here. And it's just not a very good offense right here. A lot of people have been screaming for uh, Matt Canada's uh, job to be uh, removed and uh, to not, you know, have any distraction. Mike Thomas sticking to his guns with his coaches. I mean, he was hinting at personnel change, but a couple weeks ago he said uh, definitive no that he was not going to be making any changes. That pretty much not surprising at this point. But in general right now, the Steelers, like I said, uh, beginning uh, of the show, I did mention uh, they're uh, coming off a bye. And more particularly, under Mike Tomlin, since he's been the head coach of the Steelers, uh, the good news is so far they have a winning record coming off the bye. There are seven games over 500, 11-4 right now, which includes a five-year uh, winning streak beginning back in 2017 where they uh, had two of those games on the road against the Colts back in 2017, and then the Browns last year in Cleveland. Also, prior to that, they had uh, three of those games at home, which they've been 3-0 in that five-year span, against, uh, like, once again, the Browns, the Dolphins, and then the Eagles last year. Remember, they were supposed to be facing uh, the Titans in their Week 4 matchup, uh, for that uh, year, let's not forget. And uh, what ended up uh, happening, uh, they instead uh, took their bye on October 4th and faced them October 11th. So they actually faced the Titans about two weeks uh, later on October 25th. And uh, that's how that ended up happening. So they got their bye a little bit early, and that was due to the COVID uh, breakout right there. So again, 11 and 4 right now, uh, where they have 106 point plus differential, where they outscore their points 379 to 273. Hopefully, that'll be a magic ingredient uh, once again right now. But do note when it comes off the buy of regards in the month of November, when we break this down right here, uh, other Mike Tomlin's uh, coaching career. He is – it appears he's a, has a losing record right now when it comes to the month of November. And where he's 3-3 three and three so far uh, in the month of November. So, again – I mean, other than that, a lot majority of those buys uh, where he's been having it has been in the month of October uh, for the most part. So let's see uh, what will happen right here uh, for tomorrow. And uh, hopefully it'll be some good news uh, for the team trying to get things going in the right direction. Uh, for this uh, matchup. So three and three. Also, let's keep it moving right here. Uh, two on uh, 
in regards to the Steelers right now, as per the injury report on going to tomorrow's matchup, they will be without three players uh, for tomorrow's uh, matchup, uh, which includes uh, kicker Chris Browswell, who's been dealing with growing injury for the last uh, two weeks. Uh, newly acquired cornerback uh, William Jackson III uh, dealing with a back. He is placed on IR. And, of course, uh, left cornerback Akello Witherspoon, who has a hamstring, Outside linebacker Malik Reed is questionable. Uh, after not practicing on Thursday, and was limited on resting. Uh, nothing serious, uh, just seemed to be uh, resting right there. In regards to more information, I William Jackson. Very do like what the Pittsburgh Post Gazette uh, announced uh, yesterday at the 215 p.m. Eastern on Twitter that Jackson has been placed on AR. Uh, the Steelers, who made the the swap with the uh, commanders, six for a seventh round uh, swap, they'll no longer have to give the commanders a conditional draft choice because the trade was contingent on Jackson playing a specified number of games. Also, not in the injury report uh, was, uh, according to ESPN's Am Schefter, uh, shortly after the Steelers walkthrough, they will also be without their star. Uh, free safety, Mika Fitzpatrick, who was forced to undergo an appendectomy uh, for this game right here, and uh, which is a really a big dagger right here, considering you got uh, T.J. Watt coming back in here uh, for this game. Really looking for a big boost uh, right there. And this defense, and of course, this team has not been healthy in a while, which has been the frustrating thing. I did say going into the season – uh, that they'll be uh, needing uh, health right there. I mean, to stay healthy, which is not been going according to plan. I mean, which is tough in this uh, game of football right here. Uh, he wasn't feeling well and practices feel he needed to get the surgery ASAP, according to a source. Team's hoping he could be back soon, but an appendectomy typically results in a multi-week absence. Uh and hopefully the, the hope is that he can return uh, as soon as the Monday night football game when they travel to Indianapolis uh, to take on uh, the Colts at Lucas Oil uh, Stadium. Now, remember, uh, if he's able to come back uh, for that game, there'll be back-to-back games on the road uh, where there'll be the following week at the Mercedes-Benz Stadium in Atlanta. Uh, taking on the Falcons. So his next home game, uh, realistically, in Pittsburgh at Acrisure Stadium will be against Baltimore Ravens for the first of their two matches right there. And uh, after that, they'll be on the road against the Panthers, home against the Raiders, on the road versus the Ravens, and then first the Browns in Week 18 uh, for the finale so far uh, up to this point. Now, remember, I mean, the only good thing so far right now is Steelers, they are 1-1 one and one in the division, only having the only loss came against the Browns. Of course, the win coming against the Cincinnati Bengals back in uh, week one. Now, regards to the appendectomy, just to fill people in real quick here, uh, Joe Burrow, for example, he had one uh, this offseason. Uh, he had one right before uh, training camp, and he was only sidelined two and a half weeks before he was able to return. So that's the hope right now uh, for uh, Fitzmagic right here if he's able to uh, come back in time right there. 
and hopefully not too much rust. And uh, real quickly, just to give you an idea, too, on uh, the Saints injury report right now, too. Uh, oh, real quick, before we get into that, uh, Steelers, they did activate safety to Monte Conzi from injury reserve and activated safety Elijah Riley from the practice squad for the game on Sunday. Now, in regards to the Saints, they will be without five players, four of which are starters. Uh, backup running back uh, Mark Ingram has a knee uh, right cornerback, Marshawn Lattimore, abdomen, center, Eric McCoy, calf, left guard, Andrews Pete, tricep, and will linebacker, Pete Warner, ankle. They have two that are questionable. Each of them are stars, uh, right defensive end, Marcus Davenport, uh, dealing with a calf injury, and strong safety, uh, Marcus May, and abdomen right there as uh, we look at it. And, uh, for the injury report, uh, the Saints, so like I said, uh, the guys who are out, they did not practice, but the guys that are questionable, like I said, Marcus Davenport, he was limited on Friday and all week, while Pete Warner, too, he was also questionable, who did not practice the last few days. He didn't pop up on the Saints injury report until uh, Thursday. But Right now, too, I mean, uh, Malik Reed, too. He'll be another guy to keep an eye on for. Yes, TJ Watts will be back. He insists he won't be on a pitch clock, but he is excused for non-injury related right there. And uh, for for this game right now, I mean, if they're going to have any hope, they really need to be uh, uh, all hands on deck. And I got to tell you right now, uh, 7-2, I mean, you, you think about the Steelers last time they were in this position. They went 6-2 and two the rest of the way back in 2013. And uh, they were 2-6 after losing a humiliating defeat against the uh, New England uh, Patriots uh, that game in 2013 where they gave up record uh, points on defense. I believe it was 55 points. Uh, but anyway, uh, what ended up uh, happening after the game, they won a three-game winning streak, uh, beginning with the with the Bills followed up by the Lions and the Browns. And then before they dropped to 5-8 and eight, uh, after losing to the Dolphins, but then were able to go on a three-game winning streak to clue the season right there, uh, which two out of those three came against AFC North opponents, uh, which were both at home in Heinz Field at the time. And uh, remember, that season was marked, well, a uh, pretty uh, controversial finish, I mean, for the 2013 season uh, where they were looking to get some help in making the playoffs. And uh, just a reminder right there, uh, Steelers, they were needing a win, plus the Dolphins, Jets, Ravens, and Chargers loss. Uh, they had the first three scenarios happen where the Dolphins, uh, Jets, and uh, Ravens uh, lost. And uh, the Steelers uh, beat the Browns. And uh, the Dolphins, uh, no, excuse me, they they, they needed a win. Plus, the Dolphins uh, lost to the Jets and the Ravens and Chargers lost. So the, so the Steelers win, then, you, of course, you had the other two scenarios happen with the Dolphins and Ravens lost. The Chargers 
Uh, the Chiefs were about to uh, questionably kick the game-winning field goal, but there was a missed illegal formation call and where a five-yard penalty was supposed to be called and will just bend a re-kick. Uh, the competition committee uh, put a rule the game that season where teams are, were not allowed to have on defense more than six players on either side of the snapper. That was a missed call. They ended up missing the field goal. Chargers won that game in overtime, thus taking the final water cover uh, spot. And I highly doubt that's going to happen uh, this time around right there. Just not a chance. Because when you look at it realistically, let's look at the schedule right now. I mean, let's just play devil's advocate for right now, uh, going along the rest of the way right here. Steelers, for the most part, I mean, they're going to definitely have their work cut off for them. And where a lot of these teams right here, not going to be easy here. I mean, when you when you think about it, I mean, just trying to finish out this year right now, I mean, their schedule, I mean, when you look at everything, uh, for the most part, uh, for everything they got to do right now, to make this thing uh, happen, it, it's it's really not going to be uh, their easiest season to date. I mean, there's still some games that are winnable. Yes. I mean, and when you also look at it from this uh, standpoint, I mean, for the most part, they got to go against uh, the rest of the way here. Uh, to try and uh, make this uh, work, they got to go up against uh, two teams that have winning records, but also some teams that are still, like, knocking out the door. I think let's the, just the, go for each game real quickly. I mean, of course, they if they lose this game, their season may be pretty much in serious jeopardy as far as, like, being playoffs officially. I think they'll be safe to say close to officially eliminated for the playoffs. Well, no, they won't be eliminated, but it'll be a lot more hard. Two and seven, I'm just not so sure. Because you'll be facing the Bengals uh, next week at home. That'll be a Sunday night game, followed by a Monday night game in Indianapolis uh, versus the Colts. And then you got to be on the road uh, versus the Falcons. Uh, so, I mean, I'm going to give tomorrow. I'm going to say they're probably uh, sneak out win tomorrow. Uh, Sunday night, I mean, as long as they can get most of everybody healthy, I mean, of course, with Minka Fitzpatrick, uh, we're hearing it'd probably just be a multi-week absence with the appendectomy. Uh, I'll probably say 2-0, and I mean, just as, for the safe part. And then on the road versus the Colts, I'll say 3-0. I think where their luck can go, I, I'll give them like four straight wins. I'll give them these next four wins versus Saints, Bengals, Colts, Falcons. You got to believe the offensive line is starting to show a little bit more. The only problem is, you know, like Bill Cowher was saying, too, you don't want to start messing with Kenny Pickett's confidence right now and ask him to do a lot much where he's going to be getting hit, see if he can hand off the ball a little bit more, try to open things up and make things easier. Where it can get a little eerie right here is our first matchup against the Ravens right there. Uh, and remember, too, they only played uh, – they played both those games without Lamar Jackson. So this will be the first time he'll be back uh, versus Steelers since they faced him on the road in Baltimore, I believe, back in 2020. Uh, so it's about a long time right there. So two years since the COVID years since they uh, faced him. And then you got to face 
the Raiders too. Uh, which should be a winnable game. I, I I would like to think that'd be a Christmas Eve game. Then in Baltimore. So I mean, I'll give them at least the next four: Winvers, Saints, Bengals, Colts, uh, Falcons. I mean, if you talk about that right there, I mean, you're looking at right there. If you win those four games, six and six could still be very alive for the playoffs. I'm not advocating that, but I think these are definitely four winnable games. I mean, T.J. Watt's presence has got to help make the rest of the guys on defense, their jobs, somewhat easier. Just having that pressure available right there and uh, take away some of the double teams that guys have been having to face, like a Larry Ogunjobi on there, on that team. I mean, when you look at it. I mean, some other guys who could, like, really use this help, too, as far as, like, just – trying to like you know like sell down because the run has been uh noticeably uh clicking too you also gotta think like right there uh alex highsmith a little bit in the way and then more particularly like uh montrevis adams but i mean the running game has been doing outstanding they jumped up as high as ninth under brian flores this run defense has been dead last they've been picking up some steam this past month i personally feel now, granted, has it translated into a lot of wins? Not really. But at the same time, I really do believe this defense could still find a way to gel right now. So, again, to compete or not to compete, that is the question. And what I mean by that, I mean, should you start, you know, knowing when to shut down, start folding your chips? I would say no for the time being, but at the same time, too, the realistic thing is if they go 9-8, and eight, what are they really doing for future success? Are you being the same sing, song and dance or to be back in the same position? You're not going to have a high draft pick position. Are you going to be have confidence in Omar Khan that he's going to be able to spend the money uh, with the salary cap uh, they got coming up uh, next year? Uh, it's a lot of stuff right there uh, for, for future consideration uh, for this uh, team. Because uh, 2023 right now, the Steelers are projected to have about over uh, 20.25 million in cap space available right there. Not a lot right there, but still, I mean, uh, playing some catch-up right there. I mean, for next few years. So they'll definitely be having some work. I think they'll find a way to like uh, get some more uh, cap space and time. Not, not really uh, too worried about that. But uh, anyway, uh, here's where we're at right now as far as back in 2022. They got a little over $5 million. Not much wiggle room, but it's a lot of stuff is workable, a lot of restructures. Worry about that when the time comes, but that that's what we got to look at right now. Uh, I mean, unless they're willing to spend big or make some aggressive trades – I mean, they're going to keep being back in the same position, staying competitive, knocking enough talent that's going to keep them once again competing for shoot bowl, or is it going to be Mike Tomlin having guts to put build a smarter coaching staff around him? I mean, would you lure someone away from like you know guys you know looking to get back into coaching? Would you be looking uh, open to the idea of having the guy like a Sean Payton just temporarily be an assistant coach? Obviously, he wants to head be a head coach again, or does things not work out with Sean McVay and the LA Rams? Listen, I think Sean McVay has done a 
real good job as far as you know what he's had to do with the last few years with uh, Jared Goff and of course now Matthew Stafford. And the only reason why I say that too, I mean, look at one thing with Sean McVay too. He's had to move on from a guy like Todd uh, Gurley, who they haven't had in a uh, few years, and uh, that has been uh, very telling. And the way he's been able to reinvent that running game right there too. When you have a guy like uh, a Daryl Harrison who's been there since uh, 2019, I mean, he's rushed for 1,712 yards in four seasons, almost four and a half yards uh, per attempt. I mean, that's the thing right there. You start like being open to ideas, even on defense. I mean, would you even look at a guy, I doubt he's going to come off uh, TV, but I mean, somewhere like the caliber of like Rex Ryan, someone that could fire up this defense once again. I mean, it's just a lot of substitute. I, I don't think he will fit in. I'm not advocating for that, but you get the idea right there. This is what needs to happen. And like I said, I'll be a fool right now to say uh, covering this team, but now as a fan myself, why stop competing? But at the same time, you got to be realistic. Where is this getting you at? So, breaking point right now. Uh, the Steelers are currently positioned at the fourth overall pick in this coming year's draft, beyond the Raiders, who are at two and seen They got the third overall pick. Texans uh, had the first overall pick at one, six, and one. The Steelers trailed by a half game for the number one overall pick. So, you tell me if they should shut it down. I'm going to say no. I don't want to be disrespectful at this point. I think when you got a guy like T.J. Watt, you owe it to give it everything you got right now. I mean, I think four games is very winnable, but they got to get something muster up offensively. Our first, our second topic here, should we consider running back Najee Harris a bus? Najee's only had three 100-yard games in his 25 career starts with the Steelers. Highest coming back in Week 17 versus Browns last season, Ben Rossford fouls foul home game where he ran for 188 yards and where he averaged 6.7 yards per attempt while finishing the night with 206 yards of scrimmage. The 361 yards off of 108 carries ranks 34th in the league, 30th among running backs. The thought process, according to Kabali, is that Harris is getting healthier with Kenny Pickett getting ready to settle in, more coupled with the offense line, jelling the better he'll play. Najee is the, has the only touchdown among running backs for his team, despite Jalen Warren He's been an undrafted free agent. He's been averaging more than Dodge with 5.3 yards per attempt with three, 153 yards off of 29 carries. Don't get me wrong. I like the average, but at the end of the day, other man can system. He has not scored any touchdowns. He's not punched in yet. So it's not Harris best. I'm not going to say that yet. Uh, if Regardless how the season feels, let's see where he is in year number three. We'll go from there. I still think there's a lot that's uh, doable uh, with – uh, Naj right now, 361 yards. I think still heat up. Dealing with list Frank, if you get the offensive line going, a lot can happen along the way. Miles Jack, he'll set the team's uh, single-season uh, tackle record uh, for the Pittsburgh Steelers in his uh, career right now. Uh, the guy who uh, holds the record uh, for total tackles in the season was James Furrier. And uh, coincidentally, uh, just like this season, if he's able to, more than likely it will probably be a losing season, which James Harrier did back in 2003. They went 6-10, and 10, and guess who they got 
less than a year later, uh, Ben Rosberger. He is tied with uh, Lawrence Taylor, uh, former Pro Bowl, uh, left, I mean, for this team, who's had 135 uh, total tackles in uh, 2010. Both him and James were tied with uh, solo tackles uh, for that season, or for each of their seasons with 96 right there. And right now, for the most part, uh, we look at uh, Miles Jack right now. He, he currently has 72 total tackles, 43 being solo, 29 assisted right there. Uh, I'll probably say may just come up short. I think, if anything, uh, maybe uh, for for the most part, I mean, listen, I mean, it's a long ways to go, but I mean, I'll, I'll probably say he'll, I don't know, maybe 135. I'm just guessing. But he should benefit from having the entire defense back and healthy for the first time as well as playing some run-heavy teams like the Ravens twice, the Browns, and the Colts. Jackson has been spectacular, but he has been a huge upgrade at the position from a year ago, especially with struggling uh, Devin Bush. Very good silent silent attacker and doesn't miss much. Who is worth million, every million per year. Last but not least, Alex Heisman, TJ Watt. Will they hit double-digit sacks? I'm going to say yes, to be honest with you. So they had 15 sacks for the halfway mark. They blitz 94 times off 329 quarterback drop dropbacks for a blitz percentage of 28.6%, which is 11th. They had a pressure rate of 14%, which is 30th in the league, with only 46 pressures being called. So I like again, I say, say what? I think anything can happen. So real quick, let's wrap up the show with the keys to the game. Very first key would be the Steelers. Uh Guards versus the Saints run defense. Uh, left guard Kevin Dawson, right guard James Daniels will need to fend off uh, guys like middle linebacker Demario Davis and defensive end Cameron Jordan. Davis and J- Jordan's five sacks are both tied with eight tackles for loss. Yes, Jalen Warren, as I mentioned earlier, is his he's averaging more yards with 5.3 yards per attempt, and Harris needs to be stepping up because he's averaging 3.3 yards per attempt. That'll be key number one. Key number two. Pass protection. Why is that? We saw Kenny Pickett last time he was out. He's been getting sacked in all four of his games. He's been starting six with a career high versus the Eagles, and he's had three before that. I believe that was versus the Bills. Anyway, uh, Davis, he leads the Saints with six sacks, followed by Jordan's five. And then Kenny, like I said, that has got to stop right there. So keeping him clean throughout this game, that'll be a big thing right there. Key number three, stopping the run uh, for the Steelers' defense. They've been gaining traction under Brian Flores as they are now ninth in the league and stopping the run, only allowing 943 yards off of 223 carries for 4.2 yards per attempt. They'll be put to the test as uh, Alvin Kamara has rushed for 443 yards off 104 carries for 4.3 yards per attempt. While earning 762 scrimmage yards, we all know what he could do. Last key, say what? Turnover ratio. I believe TJ Watt could be a big component in helping turnover ratio. Last time I checked when he was playing there, they had five takeaways, plus five turnover ratio on the win versus the Bengals. Since then, they dropped to minus four, uh, which ranks uh, towards the bottom of the league right now. So, Steelers just be out. 
Minka, but Watt's presence should help make the rest of the team's jobs once again, I'm Charles Pratt-Ritchie. You can follow me on Twitter at MassSteelCGR and at MassSteelNation on Instagram. As always, Olivia, don't be trolling. Be rolling. Here we go, Serials. Here we go. I got it.